The sun feels so good. If I could just sit on the lawn with you all outside this afternoon, I would do that, and that would be some of the metta. So I think this afternoon um, we'll continue in the categories of beings, and we'll open to metta for the difficult person. And so I'll guide you through self and benefactor and neutral person, and we'll move into the difficult person, the difficult being. And I'll menu for this in the um, instructions for the purposes of this retreat. Just don't choose the person who's hurt you most badly in this life. Really. (laughs) Choose a difficult person that's workable enough that it's not going to just take you down. (laughs) We need to go step step by step, and there are plenty of difficult people to work with on the world stage, maybe on the retreat, maybe in your mind. (laughs) Plenty of difficult difficult beings. And, And the practice of working with cultivating metta for the difficult person, it's, it's not really for that person, it's for us. You know, it's for us because there's this question of, you know, what's in our hearts for those beings that are difficult for us. If it's not metta, who's the one who's suffering? Each of us. You know, so we cultivate metta for the difficult person really out of care for ourselves because if we're in hatred, well, hatred is a natural dimension of the spectrum of human emotion, over time it really can um, wear down our being. And, and the practice is really coming to see these difficult people in their full humanity. To really see, you know, somebody was talking today in one of the groups about like, oh, seeing their patterning, of course that's what they know how to do. I have a story about my, my I've lived with two cats for the last five years. My cat's Luna and Raisa. And um, Luna is this wonderful black and white tuxedo kitty who I just adore. You know, she's on everybody's lap. But there were some things that have happened the past several months where she, uh, she ruined my laptop computer. And that's what I work from. You know, and so it was, it was really a practice to realize, like, I can't, I can't do all this stuff on Zoom. I don't have a computer my friend gave me a loaner computer for a month until the new one came, which was a really generous thing of him to do. I got the new computer, and I got the computer I'd always kind of wanted, you know, like a good computer. Well, she destroyed it. <laughs> and I couldn't ask my friend for the loaner again. I just could, couldn't ask him again. And so I went, you know, another... 12 days without a computer, and I was trying to do everything from my phone. And this kitty, I have done everything for her. You know, vet care, animal communication, you know, (laughs) the whole gamut. (laughs) She's not a difficult person, she's a difficult cat. (laughs) And a really lovable cat. 
And um, it was quite a practice of Brahma Viharas for me because there's a sense of I was I was furious to not be able to have these computers. There's a lot a lot of money too. And I also knew that she was just operating from instinct. You know, she was just doing she was just being a cat. You know. And so it's this interesting blend of how could you do that? And total kindness and love for her at the end of the day. And the, and the whole thing ended up being really a teaching and compassion for me because some of my friends, um, the wise women in my life, came over and they said, Erin, this can't keep happening. It really stresses you out. You know, it's, it's not good for your life. It really stresses you out. And they, they said, let's find a new home for Luna. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I love this cat. I love this being. I treasure her even as she's destroying more than my computers in my home. And uh, my, my friend said, no, let's find a new home for her. And it was interesting to see the compassion dimension where it was very easy for me to have compassion for my cat, who on some level is suffering to be tearing things up in this way even though I'd done everything I could do, and my friends saying, well, we have to have compassion for you too. This is not sustainable. And it was pretty amazing what ended up happening, which is that um, we found this incredible um, home for her in Santa Fe, where she has what's called um, a catio. <laughs> so it's a patio for cats. <laughs> so it's like a little hole in the wall, and she can go out, and there's this huge outdoor patio for her. And it, it was pretty miraculous, and it was really because of the amazing women in my life, you know, that we found her a new home. And she's, she's in Santa Fe now. A friend from Santa Fe came up, took Luna, and um, I really miss her. But it's the best choice for her, and it's the best choice for me. And it's, it was just fascinating to see, like, the, the combination of difficult creature and kindness, both all wrapped up in one. And then to see what is the balance of compassion that includes me and includes her. And then also to appreciate um, the equanimity, which is really where I came to rest, which is that, this is the cat, but she's, you know, my cat, and I love this creature, and, and that, um, that I honor her life's journey. I honor, I care for, I respect her life's journey. Uh, that's the resting place. But it's a little bit of a winding road to get there. I honor her life's journey, and, and I feel peace. I feel peace with where she is. I feel peace with the unfolding. But it's been a process. So we'll work with metta for the difficult person or cat or being. <laughs> And how many of you have, in a, in a retreat context or in a Buddhist context, how many of you have formally engaged in the forgiveness practice as a Brahma-vihara? Okay, okay. I think we're going to do a little bit of forgiveness practice to start. And it's not one of the classical four Brahma-viharas, but forgiveness kind of tenderizes the heart so we can actually do metta. Because when, you know, when we're um, holding on to, to resentment, the Buddha talked about it like picking up a hot coal. 
thinking we can throw it at another, but meanwhile it's our, our own hand that's getting burned. And we'll just do a bit of self-forgiveness practice, just so you're exposed to it, those of you who haven't done it. And um, I won't do this in the formal instruction, but as you wish, you, you can you know, invite the forgiveness practice for ways that, that you may have caused hurt or harm to others and ways that you may have been hurt or harmed by others. And I just want to say a few more words about forgiveness. Also, don't go into the biggest, most painful places of your life. Choose something light. And with forgiveness practice, it's really a journey. You know, it's, it's not like you can just decide to forgive and do it on a dime. It's a journey. It's a journey. And it's entirely possible to have someone completely out of your life forever but not keep them out of your heart. So forgiveness doesn't mean we don't have boundaries. Forgiveness doesn't mean we get all chummy with someone. I was one time doing forgiveness practice for somebody in my life that had been, I would say, hurtful and harming repeatedly over many years. And it was hard. Like I, I realized that in some ways I felt like my resentment was protecting me. It wasn't, but it felt that way. And I ended up picturing this person on the other side of the Grand Canyon. So I was on one side of the Grand Canyon, and I pictured the person on the other side of the Grand Canyon with this just enormous, you know, brilliant crevasse between us. And it was like, oh, I, that imagery was what allowed me to start actually forgiving her. I needed that much space. And part of being in relationship, you know, is, is um, until we're fully free, there's going to be hurts and harms. It's just part of the delusion. You know, no matter how well-intentioned we are, and you may see this play out with regard to different dimensions of identity gendered identity, racialized identity. It's it's not just interpersonal, it's interpersonal and collective, systemic. So we'll invite some some self-forgiveness and we'll open to metta, including for the difficult creature. So beginning to dwell in the heart center. Sensing the breath energy. Really moving through the heart center as you connect with the radiant dimension of heart.
if it's helpful, again, allowing for the image, the felt sense of a gentle glow. Might be like the warmth of a gentle sun like this afternoon, that kind of a sweet warmth. Or it may be a quality of an even deeper warmth, like a flame inside of a rice paper lantern. You can see it in your mind's eye, also feeling that presence in the heart space. And if you wish on the in-breath, nourishing that glow, nourishing that flame, so that it glows just a bit brighter. The flame is your heart's radiance. The flame is your own capacity for care. And on the out-breath, allowing that glow to spread down through your belly and your pelvic floor. Down through your hips, your legs, bottoms of the feet. Let's gently illuminating down through your shoulders, arms, palms of the hands. And also up through the neck and head. So your whole body's here with a gentle glow, a radiance of care. And as you're ready, just lightly bringing to mind something you do that you know isn't so great for you. 
might be the ways you judge yourself. Might be some part of yourself that you reject or don't make room for in a full way. It might be, you know, when you speak with more harshness than you need to and you regret it later. Or some way that you know you're not quite taking care of your body as lovingly as you could. Let's pick one. You don't have to actually feel ready to forgive. It's just a practice of planting seeds that will bear fruit in their own time. And if you wish, silently to yourself, acknowledging I allow myself to make mistakes. I allow myself to be imperfect. I allow myself to be a learner still learning life's lessons. I forgive myself. And if I'm not able to forgive myself now, may I forgive myself sometime in the future. It's knowing that what you're really forgiving is the confusion. I allow myself to make mistakes. It's inevitable. I allow myself to be imperfect. Just letting it wash through your heart. I allow myself to be a learner. Still learning. I forgive myself for any hurts or harms I've caused myself. And if forgiveness isn't here now, may it be here sometime in the future.
forgiving the confusion, forgiving the habits. You could even just say to yourself gently, forgiven, forgiven. Again, holding it gently. If I'm not able to forgive myself now, may I forgive myself in the future, just unburdening, unburdening the heart, allowing for your total humanity right here. There's no pressure to forgive, simply allowing a possibility of forgiveness is part of the field of your heart. May I forgive the confusion. And now allowing the, the forgiveness phrases to dissolve, to dissipate. And sensing that glow and inviting that glow to carry the flavor of kindness, of benevolence and friendliness. to tap into the the boundlessness of metta. You as part of the great heart of loving kindness. First with your benefactor, feeling your good wishes, natural, well-wishing. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. I wish it for you. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong as much as possible in your body. And may you live with ease 
in the conditions of your life, just streaming out your well wishes. You might also simultaneously be receiving the felt sense of metta as you practice with the image of this dear being, the benefactor. Now, metta for you. It may be that you experience the metta simply as this radiance from within, imbuing your heart, your mind. Self blessing. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be happy, truly happy and peaceful. May this vulnerable body be healthy and strong as much as possible. May I live with ease in the conditions of my life, including today. And moving on to the neutral being. Might be some person you would almost not even notice. But pick someone, maybe somebody who's ringing up your groceries, 
person on this retreat who you don't particularly like or not like. Maybe somebody you interacted with in your travel to make it here to IMS. And just knowing, even though you might not know a whole lot about their life, that, that they too know joy and sorrow. They too have visions and hopes and dreams foods that they like and foods that they don't care for. Radiating out safety. Safety for this being happiness. strength and health. For the body, the flesh of this being. And ease. Within the certain sufferings and joys of their life, ease. Grounding in your abiding, your abiding within loving kindness. Grounding within your radiance, your glow of care. Bring to mind the image of the difficult person. Not more than a five on a scale of one to ten. might be somebody that gets under your skin. Just let yourself see their face as you feel your body and you breathe. You might notice a shift of the heart or certain sensations in the body. Just feeling yourself here in this room getting present with the image of the difficult person. 
If it's unpleasant, allow it to be. And as you bring forth their image, just sense all that you may not know or understand about this person. Their wounding, their gifts, mostly their really the grit of their humanity. Remembering that the metaphrases are phrases of intention. We're just planting seeds. So I invite you to wish for this being sincerely. I wish for you, may you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be happy and peaceful deep in your being. May you be healthy and strong to the greatest degree possible in your body. And may you live with ease in the conditions of your life. Stay with it for some minutes, offering, breathing. Knowing that their suffering doesn't truly protect you. Safety. Happiness. Health. And ease.
allowing the image of this being to begin to dissipate. Sensing your own body as a vessel of metta. If you wish, even sensing into the protection of that. Metta is a protection for us. And offering metta to whatever beings may spontaneously come into your mind, be it the other women in the room, be it folks at home. Be it the great blue whales or the tiniest spider. Sensing your, your capacity to radiate a sense of benevolence. The folks at the gas station in Barrie. Beings who are being born and beings who are dying. May all beings be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May all beings be healthy and strong as much as possible in their bodies. May all beings live with ease within the conditions of their lives. And may all beings live with the joy of a peaceful heart, tasting freedom for themselves.
So for the walking period, you may either continue in the metta practice or walk with the Vipassana instruction we've offered. Those of you who are in group two, I'll meet with you in just a few minutes upstairs. Enjoy this beautiful afternoon. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.